Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on Thursday, September 17th, the LA Galaxy getting ready to face off against the Colorado Rapids after a long, nice week off. Uh, Galaxy resting, uh, fans resting. Um, you, you haven't been frustrated in the last couple days by trying to find a, a game that wasn't on uh, Spectrum or was on Spectrum and you couldn't find it, so you haven't had that problem. You're going to have that problem on Saturday, but you, don't ha- you didn't have that problem midweek because there wasn't a game. So... Um, if all that works well, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we have an update on uh, on Yoni Gonzalez we're going to give you. I don't know that it's a great update, but there's an update there. We have some more LA Galaxy news. We have some updates on some injuries. Really, the one injury that's left, we have a small little update on that as well. And then we're going to get you ready for this Colorado Rapids game. All right. Uh, to help me do all that, it's the hammer himself filled with, or, or he's locked in a house with screaming kids. It's sleepover night. Um, so uh, if you hear any, you know, screaming, shouting, he, he's not keeping hostages, I promise. Uh, they're just they're just kids having some fun. Uh, but it's uh, Eric, the Portuguese hammer, who I must mention um, did change his Twitter handle. And it's really thrown me off so far. So I just I would like to point that out. How's it going, buddy? It's, it's going well. I'm adjusting to uh, life with a new Twitter handle uh, after having my week off and the Galaxy get a week off. So I got a week off. Uh, I was happy to hear Larry and Sophie the Canon last week. And you're absolutely right. I have a. Uh, you know, four four children under the age of eight uh, hanging out here, three dogs, and then the wife holding down the fort. So uh, you might hear some some loud commotion. I think you mentioned it sounded like a bar. Definitely not yes. a bar. Not but, a bar. Uh, it may sound okay. like it, but it, maybe it fits with the ambiance of the show. So, uh, you know, got the week off, got a little bit of a different setup, new time. You know, every, this is off the rails. You know, if, this, if I could bring it back to the Discord, this is the live uh, podcast version of off the rails. But happy yeah. to LA Galaxy soccer as always. Yeah, you were talking earlier. You, you and I were texting about this Chick Fil A quesadilla thing that you were oh, talking about, yes. and it, it's kind of blown my. I don't know if you want to share that with everybody. I mean, you can this, if you want. At this point, I have to share. I have to share what what my idea is. So, you know, went to Chick Fil A for dinner tonight. The kids like their nuggets, like their fries, waffle fries. So, uh, as kids often do, there's some leftovers left behind. So, I I shared Josh uh, this wonderful recipe. I'm going to share it with our, our beautiful listeners. Uh, you take the leftover chicken nuggets. Uh-huh. Yes. Tear it apart, you know, cut okay. it up. Uh, you take the leftover f- waffle fries, kind of uh-huh. cut those up, tear those apart as you need. Right. Uh, get a tortilla. Uh-huh. Lay a layer of cheese. Okay. Place layer the nuggets. Yes. Place the waffle on it. Uh-huh. Another layer of cheese. Right. Then you go Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. Heat it up on the, uh, on the stove top. Right. You have a Chick-fil-A quesadilla. Most delicious thing. You can thank me later. Interesting. All right. It's, All right. It's, it's incredible. I'm glad. I'm glad we got that out of the way. I'm glad that we could talk about that. That was that was important. I wanted to make sure everybody knew uh, how important that was uh, yeah, we as we go. A little little COG after dark. All right, yeah, yeah. that's that's what you get. We <laughs> what at COG after dark we get drink specials. Um, Yingling is is coming to the West Coast. Is, yeah. is the big news. So there's your drink specials. Uh, that's coming up. Uh, I don't know. I've I've never had Yingling, but I've been told um, that I should have it and that I will I will try to do it. So um, so that that's big news. And then you got your food. So you got your food, and you can make your Chick Fil A quesadilla and your yingling um the the chat room wants to know your cheese of choice are you going like with the mexican blend that all the white people buy yes yeah i go i go with the white people taco night four cheese blend yes yes. that's that's the preference (laughs) that's solid that's solid okay good uh do that and then uh then you have your drink stuff uh uh, coming on so a little cog after dark all right let's get to some la galaxy news there's a lot of stuff going on 
it feels slower because there wasn't a game this week, um, but it, it's not slower. Um, there's things that are going on. There's some really crazy rumors out there that I cannot make any sense of uh, trying to make sense of them. And I ask people and I get laughed at, but that's okay. I'm, I'm used to that. That's, that's pretty much standard at this point. Um, but let's start with some LA Galaxy news. Uh, and maybe something that's not exactly exciting for LA Galaxy fans. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, so, you know, whenever you, whenever you hear my take on this, I'm of the opinion it's not a big deal. I think it's weird. Uh, but San Diego State University, SDSU, um, the Aztecs uh, will play football, college football at Dignity Health Sports Park in 2021. Uh, that would be spring and fall games will be played at Dignity Health Sports Park. Uh, this allows San Diego State to expedite construction of their current stadium. Basically, they're developing the land next to the stadium, and so they need to eventually knock down the stadium. It's one of those where like, you build the new stadium in the parking lot of the old stadium, and then you have to tear down the old stadium eventually. Um, and this is basically going to allow them to expedite that. Apparently, they tried to do it at Petco Park. Um, but you know, it's, it's a baseball stadium. It doesn't really, it's a horrible idea to try to play uh, football in a, in a baseball stadium. So that doesn't work. Um, so now San Diego state will be coming, um, up to Dignity Health Sports Park and their new stadium is scheduled to open in the fall of 2022. So you're looking at basically a solid year of college football. Um, maybe a little bit more. I would have a feel. I'm leaning towards there's going to be more college football uh, than less in it. Um, that new stadium they're building is a 35,000 seat multi-purpose stadium. Um, and SDSU is hopeful this will allow basically them to expedite the timeline on all of these things. Galaxy, by the way, remain the primary tenant. I need to point that out. This isn't even when the NFL came in, technically speaking, the Galaxy were the primary tenant in this, Eric. Um, we saw some impacts. Um, I saw it. I saw it probably more than more than most because after the games, they would actually switch over the stadium and and do all those things. Um, I'd see them put them at the goalposts. I'd see they have a little robot out there that paints the lines. That's just the coolest thing ever, by the way. A robot that paints lines is, is still one of my favorite things. Um, but they paint the lines. They do all that. There was some field wear and tear with the NFL doing that. We know that. Um, I got told by players that sometimes it was bad. It was bad in a way that that field is not normally bad. And so it was it was worse than it normally is because it's normally really good. Uh, it's not like that horrible field up in San Jose that I think might have injured another Portland Timber on uh, on Wednesday night. So um, just just a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, that's that's sort of where this sits. San Diego State coming to play football at Dignity Hill Sports Park. Eric, good, bad. Wait, who knows? Right. Well, it's bad. <laughs> it's, okay, it's, good. It's, it's 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 there's no question that it's it's not a good thing whenever there's uh, American football being played in the stadium. And it's a little bit frustrating because you think, well, the NFL comes in, the Chargers need a home. And and you mentioned it. There were some benefits of the NFL coming in, uh, some money that they were using to rent the facilities and that went to renovations uh, to the diggity. And, and that was that was a good thing. You saw the positive. Uh, then once the Chargers announced that they're no longer going to be in the stadium, then you had the XFL. Wildcats announced yes. that they were going to use it. Yes. Uh, so then you can, okay, we can't seem to get away with this. Then the XFL with the pandemic shutting down. So you, you think, okay, we're free of American football being on the, on the field. Yeah. And then you get San Diego state and, and the, where this is, it seems like it's almost, you get the raw end of the deal is with the NFL and the XFL, you felt like maybe there's a revenue stream and there's a positive uh, thing that you can get from it. But with San Diego state, you don't imagine that maybe there's that same, benefit that the galaxy get from it uh with everything that's going on in the world right now maybe it's like a goodwill thing and it's a relationship building thing a business sense thing and and the galaxy is probably getting paid some rent uh or in, in some form for them to utilize uh the field but at the same time you're going to have a torn up field you know the, the different sport that has different wear and tear on the field and it, it's it's not a great thing the one uh area where i will give kudos was in the scheduling 
when the Chargers played and when the Wildcats played, they did do a pretty good job scheduling it where the Galaxy would play on Saturday and then um, and then the football would happen, obviously, on Sunday, and then they'd turn over the field. And the field condition in recent years was better than it's been uh, with uh, when other tenants have used the facility before. So whatever system that they had to change out the field or to improve the grass, it seems like it was improved, but it's never going to be perfect as if it were only soccer specific. So it's a bummer uh, that they're going to go through at least another year of this. Uh, but it seems like there's an interest on the business side of this how with how quickly they filled it with XFL, that they want to have other events and other tenants and bring in other revenue streams. And that's that's just maybe is the reality of the business side that as a soccer fan, you're not going to be thrilled about it. But if you're running an organization, it's just going to be one of those things that you have to live with. Um, and hopefully it's just seasonal with the MLS season being different than the college football season. Uh, you know, it's not going to be, it's not like it's a, a 34 game season. It's, you know, eight games max. Uh, and then we'll see how many other other teams and other events happen there. Uh, at least it's not Wango Tango every weekend. That's it, that's the good news. Not. That's the one that really chopped up the field. It's not. I'll say this. You know, if you're looking at AEG and we we talk about the the problems that they've been having in terms of money and stuff like this, this is this is more money going into the coffers of AEG, right? This is a positive. Uh, when you have any stadium, you need to utilize it more than just the games you play it in, unless you're a baseball stadium because you know there's like 156 games and you know it's way too many. Um, by the way, everybody thinks I hate baseball. I grew up playing baseball. I love, I love it. It's just, it's boring to watch to me anymore. I just, it, I can't, I can't handle it. My, by the way, my mom was, my mom over the weekend was complaining that football games, NFL games, uh, last too long, right? The whole deal. And she's like a diehard baseball fan, diehard Angels fan. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, mom. You know, it's totally, you know how long a baseball game is going to be. So you know, it's it's a lot better. Anyway, um, I, I will say that the money coming in and, and utilizing the statement is normally and generally a good thing. Um, you know, this is still a a upper level in terms of a lot of things, an upper level, um, you know, football program. So they are paying money for this. I just want to know which San Diego State fans are going to drive all the way up from San Diego to go to, you know, a, a stadium in Carson. I have I have the answer for you. It's the yes. same fans who drove to watch the San Diego Chargers, technically yeah, yeah. the LA Chargers, so come, this, come, so. the, those same diehards. So there were 12. There were 12 of yeah. them. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. Um, I did reach out to the LA Galaxy slash Dignity Health Sports Park, um, and they tell me that the Galaxy remains the stadium's primary tenant and that similar to the Chargers deal, San Diego State University will work their games around the Galaxy schedules, and Galaxy fans shouldn't expect any changes or any issues with that. It'll basically be the same deal that they had with the Chargers or anybody else. Uh, if you imagine that the Chargers played second fiddle to the LA Galaxy, San Diego State is certainly going to play second fiddle to the LA Galaxy. The interesting thing is that college football plays a lot more Saturdays, and everybody goes, well, I, "Yeah." I, so I, I have I already have the answer for this. Um, MLS always screws with the schedule, and Galaxy hardly ever get any Saturday night games, so you really don't have to worry about that. But one of the things that people were talking about was playing on a Sunday whenever college football is played on a Saturday. That didn't happen whenever the Chargers were in. It wasn't like the Galaxy played a day after the Chargers played. They would usually play on a Saturday. Um, um, and then the Chargers would play on that next Sunday. So the Chargers had the field already torn up from what the Galaxy did and not the other way around. I don't know how they're going to work that. But again, the Galaxy remained the primary tenant. So it's up to San Diego State to work around the schedule of the LA Galaxy. But just don't be surprised when there's a whole bunch of Sunday games because MLS likes to do that. And it's just annoying and a pain. So uh, that was sort of my thing. Did that cover what you were going to say? Yeah, I mean, you you covered it. I think the only issue, and you mentioned, is that when you have games on Saturday, the the 
football happen after. So the football would have the soccer lines as opposed to vice versa, where San Diego State, maybe there'll be some Friday night games, some Thursday night games, uh, definitely some Saturday games, um, you know, maybe Saturday afternoon games. So you have a turnaround. So you could have uh, a lovely Sunday evening at 7.30 game or an 8 o'clock game, which is exactly what everyone wants. Although no one's going to games anyway. So, you know, what does it really matter what, what the schedule is if we're all watching it from home? So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be curious to see if San Diego State has to pull like a full-on uh, a mat was the Mac conference that they play on like Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yeah, that's a good Maybe idea. Something like that. like that. And then, yep. but then you have to adjust, you know, whatever conference they and everyone would have to buy in with, with that, uh, with that agreement. So I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, we'll, we're probably going to, I just, you know, probably going to see football lanes. I, I hate to say it. Uh, you know, hopefully they don't, we'll see some green spray paint covering it up. Yes. yes. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's not going to be pretty. You know what happens whenever you spray paint over like white lines and then you you can see the green paint? You know what you do? You just spray paint the whole field green and then it's not a problem. And then, you know, I think I think there was one play where like Dave Romney went sliding and all of a sudden his uniform was green. And you're like, oh, there's where all that paint is. All right. That's good. I think that's good. A, a famous story of, of Pele when he played for the Cosmos uh, in New York is that he he played a game and they actually spray painted the grass because, you know, Pele was in town. So they wanted to make it seem like they had right. actual grass right uh, and he goes in the locker room at halftime and he says my feet are green I, i've got to go see a doctor and they're like no nope that, that's just paint we, we painted that's, that, that's fine you're, you're, you're good by the way no no worries um by the way i was corrected already which is correct uh logan wants to remind me it's 162 games hammer and i know you knew that um so you should have corrected me so i blame you um that's the first did thing you throw a number yeah, what I did. I said did 156. I knew it was 162. Oh. I was I my problem was I was did thinking about still? Yeah, exactly. Um I, my problem was I was thinking about the shortened season in my mind. I'm like, "Oh, blah blah blah, this many games and uh, whatever." I was just trying to approximate 100 It's too many games, Logan. That's the correct answer. And again, I like baseball. It's too many games. Um yeah, and Stephen was saying uh, in this that uh, that two things Stephen has. One, he says um, El Pato, the starting right fielder slash left slash left bencher, left bencher. That was funny. No, I was a second baseman. I was a shortstop, and I was a third baseman. Uh, I was a utility infielder, but a starting second baseman. Three year varsity letterman. Thank you very much. Um, wow. Get well, the jacket. Yes, of jacket course I have the jacket. Yes, <laughs> we haven't we been over this? Didn't I tell you about this jacket? How I can't I wear the so. jacket. So, so I never got to wear my Letterman jacket in high school because that was like two years or three years before that. They gave all of the band members letters for being in band, and so they wore all their Letterman jacket. You're, you're that, looking at someone who had a band letter and a soccer letter. So thank so you very much. <laughs> you, you were probably cool. So the, the problem was that apparently it was very not cool. And back in the high school days, you get a lot of pressure from a lot of different people. I certainly wasn't one of the cool kids. So it's not like I was going to wear my Letterman jacket. So I still have it. I will put it on probably once or twice a year and walk around the house in it just because I enjoy it. It's still way too big on me. But yes, uh, uh, three-year varsity Letterman, have my jacket, got the whole thing. So I'm, I, was, I was pumped. Um, and then... Then the other thing we were sort of talking about and that I have been hinting at forever is I don't know if you got to see the Rams play at SoFi Stadium um, and how gorgeous that stadium is. And my dad was looking at it and he goes, hey, um, hey what's, what's, what do you think? You think they're going to play any soccer at the stadium? I'm like, well, yeah, I think the World Cup final is going to be there. Um, that would be my guess. Uh, but the other thing is I believe that El Traficos will get played there. And I think that you could divide that stadium down, down the middle and you could have... Um, one set of fans on one side, one set of fans on the other side, and it would be a glorious, glorious thing. You you pay to bring in like a real grass field as well. You have to do yeah. it on grass. You can't do it on on turf. 
and that's that's what they would do for the World Cup. And uh, I, have, I was actually able to take a tour of the stadium uh, last year. Uh, actually, funny enough, attending something, uh, an HR function with my wife. Uh, right. Nothing I do is ever because of anything I do. I, no. I hop on your coattails. I yes. hop on your coattails. Yes. And I make it all happen. So going through that uh, stadium tour, they mentioned that the attendance is actually, they can adjust it for different games. So if they have a bigger playoff match, they can adjust the seating to uh, fit it to more people. If they have a concert, they can adjust it so it's maybe more intimate venue. So if you have something like an El Trafico, if you sell enough tickets, you can expand the seating and make it even a bigger deal. If, if maybe uh, our eyes are, are bigger than our stomachs where you think you think you could fill a place, but maybe you can't, you could actually still have it in a really cool stadium in a neutral location and maybe could a more intimate venue as well, but obviously bigger than what the sta- stadium that LAFC plays at and that the Galaxy plays. So you still get more attendance, but you can right. still make it feel more intimate like at a, a basketball game setting or a football game setting. So yeah. uh, I, I think it'd be very cool to play you know, even if it's a preseason match, uh, just to to test it out, to test the waters before you make anything official with league play, I, I think it'd be cool to to try to test out a match there and see what the turnout could be. As as I said, whenever I saw it, I can't wait to go to that stadium and cover a game. So somebody play some soccer in there, so that way I can go there. U.S. Men's National Team, I can pull that off. That'll be fine. I could I could get in there and do that and and cover that game. So it was uh, fun to watch, but something to sort of look out for. Uh, by the way, if your wife and I ever got together, we would rule the world because we get to go to all the fun things, and then you and my wife would get to do nothing. So I would just like to point that out. So thank you. Appreciate yes, you're welcome. Thanks yep, for saying no that on air and on yeah. podcast. That does what a, what yeah. a great friend. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did, did, did I hurt your feelings? I'm sorry. We'll we'll continue on. We'll talk about uh, uh, Yone Gonzalez. Let's talk about a guy who may or may not exist. Um, I, sometimes I feel like the LA Galaxy are getting catfished here. What were the dude's names on MTV? I really like... Uh, oh, Neve. Neve. Neve and the other guy. I can't remember what the <laughs> yeah, other guy Neve was. Neve and the greater right? guy. Yeah, they, that, that dude. Um, the chat room will pick me up on that. Um, but still one of my favorite shows to watch. Whenever I was working out, I would always watch Catfish. <laughs> um, but MTV, this, this feels like it because uh, he's still not here. Uh, we got a little update. It was a weird update. Uh, I I don't know if I, how to take this, but uh, Guillermo Barrascoleta was talking today um, at LA Galaxy Media Availability. Uh, Julian Araujo spo- uh, spoke. Uh, Emiliano and Sua spoke. GBS says, basically, when he was asked about Yoni, he says, um, uh, yeah, I talked to him today, which was a good thing. He was like, hey, I talked to him today. So whether that was text message, whether that was phone, he was in contact with him. And Basically, he said, you know, everything looks like it's in order and that he should be headed our way very soon. It's kind of the same thing that we've been hearing for weeks. So I'm not so sure that that's there's anything there. And then Dennis DeClosa mentioned in the in the LA Galaxy Syndicate Holder Town Hall, Virtual Town Hall, there would be a quarantine period in there as well. We don't know how long that is. Um, I'll tell you, Eric, you were sort of snooping around social media and you saw saw a picture tonight. What did that what did that tell you? Yeah. So on Instagram, he posted uh, you know, what looked to be a picture of him, like he's possibly going out for like one night, final night out. You know, uh, we also had some clues earlier in the week, the barber. Uh, he took some pictures with the barber. He is someone who dyes a streak in his hair. So he got some fresh dye in his hair, ready right. to go. You know, the barbers are usually the final clue that lets you know that they're they're close to, to coming. So the barber is there. Looks like he's going out for a night out on the town as last night. And whether, I don't know if he's still in Brazil or if he's in Colombia. We'll check whether Brazil. the numbers are. Brazil. That's what Still it was supposed Brazil. to be. Brazil, yes. And Brazil's a, a little bit of a COVID hotbed right now, so maybe that that uh, quarantine period when he gets here will be 
well-deserved by the time he gets here. So what can go wrong? We're in a pandemic. Brazil's a hotbed for COVID. Let's go out for one one night before we we travel, do some international travel uh, and come to another COVID hotbed. Who knows? Again, we're judging. It's Instagram. Yes. Who knows? Maybe yes. he's going to wear his mask. He's going to be very safe. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe it's this is all a hoax. It's not real. And then he's not going to catch anything. I'm he's covering all my bases. That way, uh, you know, whatever the Twitter hate is, I can get it from all directions here. Maybe, maybe Yona Gonzalez is just Jeff Cameron's like, you know, f- th- fake uh, oh, Instagram account. What do you think? Yes? No? That was a good one. I enjoyed that uh, one. Uh, Yona Gonzalez calls himself Speedy, by the way. So you have a Speedy Gonzalez coming on your way uh, to the LA Galaxy. Uh, I said the chances of him getting the Rona now just skyrocketed, knowing that like, oh, one more night out. And then, you know, that's that's when it happens. Um, that's when it always happens. So I think if this if this plays out the way that it has played out so far, he does finally arrive. And then he has to be like quarantined for 14 days. Um, so there are 13 games remaining, starting with a game this Saturday night against the Colorado Rapids. Eric, if you were a betting man, uh, wh- where would you place the over/under on how many games Yoni Gonzalez will be available of uh, for for the last thirteen? And he's already missing this weekend, so you can count that one. So one for sure. Yeah, if I had to, to place a number, I'd go eight eight games. I think another another month before this shakes out, and they're going to have a game a week. You know, so another yeah. four four games minimum. So maybe four or five games go by before we get him. Maybe we're fortunate. The, the one confusing part to me is. Uh, you know, we have all this talk about the team's testing and, and everyone being tested. Uh, if he's coming from out of the country to play on the team, yes, he may have to do the quarantine period. But if, if he's part of the organization, you know, why can't they test him? But and and just find out then and there. And is he good to go? Is he not good to go? But I imagine that it's uh, you know he doesn't get any special treatment, and it's just anyone who's new traveling to the country. Maybe that's just a protocol, and there's no way around it. No, no special exceptions uh, for athletes. So that's that's that could be it. But you know, if the testing's available, that seems like that'd be a shortcut. So who knows? Maybe we have some government employees uh, in the chat it, who can enlighten us. It probably has a little bit to do of how the disease. You could pick it up in Brazil, travel with it all the way here, and you're not contagious and it hasn't developed within you yet. And so you have to wait a certain amount of days. But I think for most people, that happens within two to five days. So really, you should have a good idea with two to five days. They give it up to 14 days because it can be up to 14 days. But um, yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting one um, for all that. So um, that's sort of where we sit on Yona Gonzalez. I don't want anybody to sort of think that you know that has been resolved. Um, there were rumors that he was traveling. I went and asked the LA Galaxy if he was traveling and they're like, I don't, uh, we don't know. Uh, that's not an official response, by the way, but they're like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know that everybody. And okay. it, it, I literally text somebody about this every single day. And it's like, I just go, here's your, here's your daily Yoni update. What's going on? What's going on? I, we don't, at this point, I've been told it is not a paperwork issue. It is not a soccer issue. It is more about when the government wants to allow it to happen. And that's your United States government, by the way, because really he's going to the United States embassy that's in Brazil um, to, in order to be able to facilitate his move into the country. And we talked about um, Gonzalo Iguain coming in and basically being in the country within you know minutes of signing a contract. It's like, how did that happen so fast? Well, hey, guess what? He isn't. Uh, that didn't count. Uh, he actually came in on a business slash tourist visa and he has to go back out and then come back again in order to do it so there's going to be some issues there with him so he's not ready to play for miami yet as well so maybe we have to give the la galaxy a pass although i was certainly ready to jump up and down on them because it's been so long Um, but i've been assured 
Uh, it's not a mistake. There's no problems. The, the paperwork's just taking a lot longer. It's more paperwork than they ever have had to fill out for anybody else. And it is your government in action. So uh, those are your taxes going right there to not allowing Yoni Gonzalez to play for your LA Galaxy. I mean, if there's any, ever been a reason to overthrow the government, that might be it, Eric. That might be the one. Is that Yoni Gonzalez can't come in from Brazil? I'm sure there's plenty of reasons. Uh, that's yeah. probably not one of the uh, the top reasons, but nonetheless, <laughs> just wanted to throw that one out there. We need to rally the troops and and, and go <laughs> after for for the speedy Colombian winger. That's that's what's gonna that's what's it's, gonna it, cause change. It's then, what the LA Galaxy need right now is that winger. So that way you can allow Julian Araujo to drop back and right back and play his position. It really makes settles the lineup, and you have 13 games remaining until the playoffs. That's it. I mean, yeah. we're, you know, this is, we're, we're, in, we're in the, the final stretch of the season here. It doesn't feel like it, but it is, this is the final stretch. Yeah. If, if this were a regular MLS season and you said there's 13 games left, you think, okay, this is the playoff push. This is where you want to, you know, fight for, for seating and positioning. Uh, so you're, you're, you're right. If he comes, it's almost like he's going to need to adapt very quickly and, and, and make an impact as quickly as possible. The one thing that I will not push back, but just add, that I, I've mentioned before that when Chicharito arrived, he had similar issues where he had to train off to the side because he couldn't train with the team because all that paperwork needed to be done. So he was able to travel. Obviously, this was pre, uh, you know, all the pandem pandemic and travel uh, bans and things like that. So even without that, Chicharito took, I believe it was two weeks, three weeks to get everything settled, even though he was here and ready to go, which it sounds like there's similar issues going on with Iguain. So that's what makes it not the same. Um, but you know, I would, we'd have to check the timeline. It seems like Yoni's been, it's been, been about a month. He doesn't since, exist. Since we found out. Yeah. It's crazy. He, he doesn't exist. We're being catfished. Me. Yeah, we are. We're, Is he here? <laughs> it's some it's some white dude from nebraska all right that's what it is all right and, and he's not fast all right he's gonna show up and be like i'm yanni we're like no you're not no, that's that's what it is the la galaxy are getting catfished uh let's get to some of these crazy rumors uh and they are crazy trying to make heads and tails of all this uh the first one uh that sort of drops in here is the allocation ranking order uh the la galaxy were rumored to be going after the top spot in the allocation ranking order, uh, top spot currently held by FC Cincinnati. Now, this is a list that allows you to bring back certain U.S. men's national team players who are subject to the allocation ranking order. It, not everybody qualifies. Not everybody is allocation um, ranking order uh, eligible. But right now, the LA Galaxy sit in 17th spot. FC Cincinnati sit in the top spot. So they might look um, at doing something um, with that in terms of it. But then the question is, first we have to think is, does that make sense? Well, the LA Galaxy might have a target in mind, and I don't know who it is. Uh, we're going to talk about somebody. I don't know that that's it, uh, but it could be, regardless of who the target is, it seems like if the LA Galaxy are interested in this allocation ranking order, they're doing it for a reason. So we have to decipher what the reason is, but clearly it's to bring somebody who's outside in. Um, and that's the only reason you would move up in the allocation ranking order is if you wanted to do this. I think I remember uh, Bruce Arena doing this, uh, going after Sasha Kleshton. Um, and then that fell through and didn't happen. And Bruce was sitting up there at the number one spot, but yet didn't have Sasha Kleshton. It may have been like the two spot or something like that as well. Like, and somebody was like, yeah, we're not going to take that dude. So it'll, it, we, it'll, it'll come down to number two. Um, and I think that might have been, was that when Dallas was up ahead? Was it Dallas who stopped that deal from happening? It was somebody stopped it so from for happening. For some reason, Toronto. Is, yeah, is, is I don't think it was to Toronto. I, th but I swear I, to God, I thought it was I, Dallas. I may be thinking Toronto because I think they traded for a top allocation spot to get Omar Gonzalez. 
Yeah. yeah. So and I know that, that was a system. Yeah. The, the, they, they needed to buy that spot from somebody, right. Uh, you know, a U.S. national who was abroad and then came back. So right. he fit the billing. Yeah. But I, yeah, maybe it was the Red Bulls because isn't that where Kleshton ended up landing? Yes, but I don't think it was them because that was a couple of years after because he ended up okay. not coming from Anderlecht. Anyway, um, we all know my history with that particular rumor, so we won't, we won't <laughs> talk about it anymore. Everybody already knows. Um, but here is the rumor that is currently out there right now and that it is uh, former Seattle Sounder and Newcastle uh, right back. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin uh, could possibly be coming back to Major League Soccer. It was Roger Gonzalez who was talking about Yedlin and says, uh, looks like he's set to leave Newcastle before the end of the transfer window. Sources tell CBS Sports that multiple MLS clubs continue to inquire and hope to land him on a free transfer. All right. This one is interesting, and you have to twist some things in order for it to make sense because it doesn't make sense on its face because you have Yoni Gonzalez supposedly coming in. You have Julian Araujo, who is an up-and-comer at the right-back role, and you don't want to take any minutes away from him. So between those two things, those two players, what are you trying to do if you're trying to get DeAndre Yedlin? Uh, 27 years old, primary position is right-back, can also play right-mid. Uh, let's see. Um he was, I think transfer market has him listed as a current market value of $7.15 million. There's no way in God's green earth that that dude is getting is worth $7.15 million in Major League Soccer. Um, so you have to throw that out as well. People are saying that he would come in as a designated player. There's no way in H-E double hockey sticks that DeAndre Yedlin is going to come back and be, at least on the LA Galaxy, a designated player. He could go somewhere like... Yeah, like Nashville. Like Nashville yeah. would make him a DP, you know, that I, type of thing. Yeah, you, you made the, the perfect point there is that if he he comes as a designated player, that's he's not doesn't fit the Galaxy's billing of a designated player. No. So I don't, I don't think if the Galaxy are after him that they'd work out whatever salary to make it fit that he wouldn't be a designated player. And positioning is the other thing. Uh, I, I like DeAndre Yedlin. I thought he's someone who maybe didn't live up to the promise that he had, but that doesn't mean that he's – uh, wouldn't be a good fit on, on on the galaxy or wherever he lands. And you have to think of the way, um, you know, Rolf Felcher and Julian Araujo having them on that right hand side, giving you a defensive look and then uh, a little more offensive. If you put Efrain Alvarez in there, he gives you less defensive. So if you have Yedlin and Araujo on the same side and interchange them or whatever you want to do, uh, that's not bad. I, you know, I don't know that I, that I dislike that. It just doesn't seem like the galaxy. It's a likely fit with the amount of money that he's, possibly making with the uh, allocation order. So I don't know. I don't know if there's, there's do, are they going to trade him? But then again, why wouldn't wh whatever club wants him trade for that allocation spot and then right. do the work from there? So it seems, seems odd. If, if they are after him, then they'd want that spot uh, because he's the only name that I've seen circle around that's going to be at the top of that list coming in. Yeah. Okay. So here is, here's the, let's make this work. All right. So let's say it's going to happen, which I don't think it is. All right. I think it's a long shot. Um, but let's say it's going to happen. By the way, I think he was making about $1.2 million for Newcastle. So he fits very well into a TAM role if you're going to bring him back. And at 27 years old, he still has speed. He's, I think he's remained relatively healthy. I don't remember any huge injuries things in Newcastle, but I've not been paying attention to Newcastle at all. So, um, and I don't think he's exactly tearing the, the tearing up the, the EPL and, you know, Newcastle, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's just, it hasn't been happening. 
having said that, you know he can play Major League Soccer. You know you saw that. Um, so let's make this work for a second. Let's pretend that he doesn't want to just go back to Seattle where he came from. Duh, that would be the most logical. The number one spot in Major League Soccer where DeAndre Gedlin is most likely to land, Seattle. Okay, duh. Uh, he's also said that he doesn't want to come to the LA Galaxy. He said that on the, what, the BSI podcast. Um, Man, said, that that show... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they get all, all the, ju- the juicy uh, well, of course, level quotes there. <laughs> we've talked about this, though. We know why. It's the former players, yeah. and they're going to talk to you differently than if we had DeAndre Edlin on our show. He's going to be yeah. all like, oh, well, these are, you know, unfortunately, I think 110% my... 110% out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take it one day at a time. Um, you know, the whole deal. So, um, but he said he doesn't want to come to the LA Galaxy. It was probably the rivalry with Seattle and LA. And he's like, no, I'm not coming back there. Plus, I mean, the LA Galaxy has sucked in the recent years. So maybe I wouldn't want to come to the LA Galaxy either. <laughs> um, they're turning that corner. Maybe they're being a little bit better. Bottom line is the players say lots of things. And then whenever the money's put out, it's sort of, well, yeah, I'll go there. Right. It's what it's like. I will never go play for San Jose. And then they're like, oh, but here's the money. They're like, okay, here I go. I'm going to go play for the earthquakes. And then I will never play for the LA galaxy because I'm, I'm with San Jose. No, you're, you, you will come and you will play. And it doesn't matter where you go. And fans can decide whether they like that or hate that. But bottom line is a player's job is to get paid to play, play the sport. And that's what these people are going to do. Uh, so DeAndre Yedlin says he doesn't want to do that. So um, Roger Gonzalez sort of put together a list of places more logical than probably the LA Galaxy there at the bottom of the list. But Seattle, um, Austin, uh, Cincinnati, Atlanta, and then LA uh, for the Galaxy. So it's sort of interesting that he puts those in that. But let's make this work for a second, all right? Here's one of the reasons that you would get DeAndre Yedlin right now, knowing that you have Araujo and knowing that you have Yoni Gonzalez. Number one is Yoni Gonzalez is basically a temp worker right now. All right. You went to the agency. You said you need somebody to fill in while somebody else is on vacation. Right. And they sent you, they sent you Yoni Gonzalez. All right. Very slowly, by the way, this, they're very slow on, on getting him in, but he's USPS a temp. Shipping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. United States. That's right. You got lost in the mail. No tracking information. Right. Um, exception alert. Um, all those things. Uh, so, uh, by the way, if you don't deal with that stuff all the time, then that's not funny. But if you do, that was a good joke. Uh, the especially the exceptional work. Um, so, DeAndre Edlin's coming in because Yoni Gonzalez isn't going to stay there. You're going to play an expensive player because he's going to be a TAM level player. You're going to play him at a right mid role, and you're going to have Julian Araujo back behind him. Maybe that makes some sense. Okay. Uh, the other and part of this. To that, to yeah, that point. Maybe he has been playing right back and maybe he has desires to be a right mid and kind of mix things up and uh, play more of an attacking role. Yes. Maybe his preferred, you know, where he's been played has been at right back, but maybe he wants a change of scenery and he feels like he can do that role here. So that there's an argument that you could make that he, he'd be a successful right mid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly. And he's similar in a lot of ways, but better in a lot of ways as well um, with, uh, with going forward. Okay, and Julian Rajo's one knock right now is going forward. So if you put him at right mid, he's able to basically do the same thing that Julian Rajo and Rolf Felcher do, which is switch off in between these things, have the overlapping runs. Uh, 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 Rajo was talking today about how it's still his job to get around the corner and to get into the attack. And that's one of the things that GBS wants him to do is look for that and to be careful with when he picks those times, but definitely get forward and definitely get into the attack. That's how the LA Galaxy generate a lot of their offense, which by the way, that's how most, a lot of teams generate offense is overloads on the outside, um, cuts to the inside whenever you have overlapping runs um, into the uh, attacking third. So that all makes sense. Um, so you could put Yedlin and Reitman and do that. Here's the other thing. We talked about Yoni Gonzalez being a temporary player, and we don't know if he's going to extend a loan pass you know, this December. Really, it's December, and then he's gone. So you're talking about short-term and all of this stuff. 
And the longer he sits in Brazil, the shorter term that loan uh, be, it, uh, continues to be. So you look at that. That's that's one of the reasons. But Julian Araujo is also a short timer. Um, right now, I think we have to sort of think of it that way. I know that Guillermo Barrascoloto is thinking that way. I know that Dennis DeClosa is thinking that way. That that Julian Araujo is not a long-term player for the LA Galaxy because he is going to go somewhere. Um, I imagine he was going to go to Germany sometime. That seems like a likely landing spot for him. Uh, but we know that the biggest clubs in the world have been looking. I think Liverpool were interested. Maybe Manchester United was interested at one point as well. The biggest clubs in the world are looking at Julian Araujo. Um, because they see him as a uh, as a motivated young man, and he is. Um, and Guillermo Barrascoloto says it's unusual to find somebody who learns so quickly and so so fast and is so um, comfortable in their shoes at 19 years old, right? So, um, so you could be getting DeAndre Yedlin as a as in you might sell Julian Araujo this winter. I mean, that could happen. One of the things that you kind of need to do, Eric, is you kind of need to sell high on these kids, all right? You hold on to them for them too long, they get unmotivated or they get lazy being comfortable in the spot, and all of a sudden their value drops and that goes away. So Julian Rajo could bring a lot of money to this LA Galaxy team. And if you're going to get rid of them, having a veteran now at 27 years old, DeAndre Edlin in at right back is not a horrible thing to do. So don't just think this season, think next season as well. That's a great point. And I think uh, if you followed Julian's story, you know, he also had ties uh, to Barcelona Academy, you know, the U.S. branch where, uh, you know, he he was was going to make a trip and was unable to make a trip due to some unfortunate circumstances in his family. So he's definitely someone who's on radar of clubs like that. And you're, and you're right with Americans making the move abroad. It seems to be like they're, they're a hot commodity right now. So you're right that it is something where uh, maybe – the thought is, well, Araujo here, he's young. Why, why are we getting a replacement? Well, maybe you need a replacement. And and if Yedlin's planning to be here by the end of the winter transfer, uh, what's to say that there hasn't been contact from some of these clubs about Julian Araujo to make a transfer in the winter once the MLS season is complete? So maybe you're just, you're, you're backfilling that role. Maybe DTK and the Galaxy know something we don't. They already have, uh, you know, some interests, some suitors from the outside inquiring so maybe they're they're planning for that that's a great point to point out that uh this isn't uh someone to take away minutes from Araujo because Araujo might not be here might not be here yeah people are asking if he can play left back as well if DeAndre Yedlin can play left back maybe I mean I don't know that you want to force him he's always sort of been that right back right mid sort of guy so I don't know that you want to force him into that Guillermo loves to invert his guys so you know you maybe you play him at left mid uh maybe he's a replacement for Christian Pavone whenever Pavone goes away um by the way to start, start not, drop off. I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> you're, you're, oh man, you're that's like, a big drop like, off. You're like, no. Um, I will tell you that as optimistic as I think everybody was about, about Christian Pavone staying, um, I think you're going to find out in the next week or two weeks that there's not a lot of optimism that that's going to happen. Um, so uh, the number, that $20 million number, probably is pretty close to what the, the actual deal on the paperwork says. Um, whether or not Boca is willing to take 12 million is certainly just a question mark in terms yeah. of sure. Why not? Yeah. They also could take 2 million. I mean, I don't know how likely <laughs> either of those are, right? There's lots on deal. Yeah. And, and you're talking about a guy who is still well known around the world. People are watching him, right? And there are some teams that could drop $20 million on their way to the restroom and not even worry about it. Um, so I think, if you're really going to bet this out, and I know we've been wishy-washy on this, I hear you should hear the things, then the ways things people talk, and, and it just goes back and forth, and it's sort of wishy-washy on a lot of this. Um, but I am, 
I am almost to the point now where I've been, because if you want to get a Christian Pavone jersey and you want it signed, you better do it like this year and figure out how you can like, you know, track him down in his local store because it ain't happening. Uh, I think that dude's gone in December. So uh, just sort of keep that in mind as well. The LA Galaxy could be searching for a DP in December um, and it's probably not going to be a re-sign for Christian Pavone. So I, I don't like that's, to bring that kind of bad news. I, I know say, that's upsetting. That's upsetting news because we, we I, I think we calibrated our minds to think, and here we go. Circus is going off behind me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yep. This is what you get for having three dogs. All right. Yeah, that is, like that is my fault. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, see, lost my train of thought here. Uh, <laughs> go on. No, no you're done. I, I lost you're done. it. I'm going to say you're it. out. You have two wiener dogs uh, and, and you have the, the Boston Terrier, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes, I just wanted Boston to make yes. Terrier. Okay. Just wanted That's to. That's probably the one making the noise. I was going to say absolutely, it's the one making the noise. Oh, here we go. We calibrated our minds uh, yes. <laughs> that he was going. The twenty million right. was what they were asking, and we couldn't do it. And then a couple of weeks ago, you heard Boca's willing to accept more, whatever Argentine outlet that slipped out of got our hopes up, and we thought, okay, maybe there's a chance for 10, 12 million, that's a no brainer. You make it happen. And then now we're back at the 20 million. So th- that's the part that's frustrating is I already had my mindset that he was going to go. The price was too high. And then that little story that came out, gave us a little bit of hope that maybe there's a chance. And then right now it seems like that's been dashed as well. So that's unfortunate. By the way, Romero, Romero in the chat room brings up a, a great job. I imagine it's the same Romero, by the way, who's in our discord and is always talking as well. So Romero, what's up, buddy? Um, says, uh, what happened to Dennis DeClosa saying it was nowhere near $20 million? Okay, I think I can I answer that question. We'll see. You're going to get more news about this. Okay, I just can't give you all the news about it because it's not mine. Um, I'm just giving you some 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 little things here, little tidbits. That way you go. You have a horrible weekend because I told you Christian Buffon is probably not staying. Um, there's the 20 million was probably in the in the paperwork as in if you're going to buy him, you can buy him and there's nothing we can do to stop it for 20 million dollars. I think the Galaxy were always under the assumption that they could get that for much less, right? And so I think that's where the difference is in terms of, oh, well, we could do it. But I also think that if let's play a game that like if it was $12 million, but it's not really $12 million, it's considerably more than it's 15 or 16. Because 15 or 16, if you want to play the game where it's considerably less than 20, but considerably more than, you know, lower numbers of 12, yeah, right? Then... Maybe 15 or 16. Is it by the way, Christian Pavone's not worth 15 or 16 million dollars either? Not for the LA Galaxy, for somebody else, certainly. Yes, it's not for the LA Galaxy with MLS rules and and how franchises are run. Uh, Is he worth 15 million? I mean, you could watch him play and say, absolutely, in the world market, he's worth 15 to 20 million. Yeah, but but just for, for what the Galaxy do and what the league as a whole, they're not there yet, where that's that's the the price you can pay for players, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things. If you wanted to absolutely trigger a buy, you pay twenty million dollars. I imagine that's how it works, right? But if you want to negotiate, then you're gonna to have to negotiate under that. And I just don't think it's happening. Anyway, we'll talk more about that probably on the Monday show. So um, yeah. just everybody buckle up for this weekend. Ne- next week there'll be an outlet reporting that they're willing to make the deal for nine million, and then we'll nine be million. back in just when I think I'm out. They bring me back in. <laughs> Go and totally redeem yourself. Uh, LA Galaxy Weekly schedule. I'd see it's Thursday. The Galaxy had their media availability. I'm sure you can find the videos of that up. Uh, I watched all that. It was it was a little longer today as they were trying to rein everybody in and get them all there. Uh, the Galaxy will train on Friday. And then there's a game, 7.30 p.m. Uh, against the Colorado Rapids. So that's coming up. We've already talked about the schedule that we know of. There will be more games coming up. So Saturday is Colorado Rapids. Wednesday, Real Salt Lake. Ooh, let's talk about tickets at Real Salt Lake because that's been big in the Discord. And 
I've been seeing it on Facebook as well. If you want to go to this game, you can. Uh, call the RSL ticket office right now and tell them that you want to go. I think you have to buy tickets in twos and fours, and they space everybody out, and they do it. I would implore you to be careful when, if you decide to do this. I was driving through Utah. Sometimes places in Utah don't think that they actually need to wear masks. That is probably, I don't know that closer to Salt Lake, that's an issue, but certainly down in the flatlands, uh, down in St. George and some of the other places that are right on the border of Arizona, that was the case. Um, so just be careful. I'm generally uh, uh, one of these people who believes that if you go somewhere, you're outside, you wear a mask and you stay away from people, that you're probably pretty safe, but you are increasing your risk if you go, okay? That's bottom line. But if you want to go to this game, you can. All right, so... Uh, I think the cap is 5,000 people that they're allowing in the stadium. Um, and they have not hit that cap as of yet. So it's one of those things. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any of places are hitting their, their capacity there. So that's, if you're going to put positive spin and again, of course, you know, I'm going to play both sides of the coin here, the positive spin, these places aren't hitting their caps. So if you go, you travel safely, you know, you do everything the right way. You're spread out your distance. It's outdoors, you know, not a high risk. You're not putting yourself in a high risk situation. Absolutely, it's, it's, it's an increased but, risk. Yes. it's an increased risk. It's just not a high risk yes. situation. That's a di- I just want everybody to know. Here's where the concern: the, you're not going in groups of two or four, and then staying with those groups of four, two or four. You're going to probably meet up with other Galaxy fans. You're going to see other people traveling. There may be a temptation to get together, and so you don't know where the, these people have been in their homes and who they're where they're don't, working at. Don't do it. Their exposures, and then now you're getting together with them in Salt Lake, and now you're you know increasing that that environment there, and then now you're all coming back and you're spreading that back. So, wait, wait. with caution, be smart about it. Wait, wait, wait. You know, I gotta, that, that's I, my recommendation. I got to ask you this question. Whenever you were in, let's say, junior high, high school, did they do like the STD talk with you about <laughs> and like you had a little yeah. you had a little vial of liquid and you went and poured it in somebody else's vial of liquid, right? And they go around and then you got to see how everything spread. That's Friends. what's happening here. Okay. <laughs> so, we, I mean, as awkward as that was, because they made yeah. you do that. And we were all like, this is, I mean, I, I think I'm getting embarrassed about it now. Yeah. I'm turning um, red just hearing about it. Right. I was, I was like, I was just thinking back to what that was like. I think it was in high school, like freshman year that we did that in like biology, or maybe it was junior high and like eighth grade or something like that. We did, but just remember those lessons that you learned there is, you know, and you tell two friends and they tell two friends. It's the same and thing. So all right. Expert. Exponential growth. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you. What did you want to finish up? Did you have no. uh, you were gonna you were gonna talk about both sides? Did you well, want to talk about one side? The, the the positive side is that it, you know it's outdoors. You're you're not gonna be around people. It's relatively low risk. But the the negative side is you know just you, there's a temptation to hang out with other Galaxy fans, and that's you know you've bonded over Twitter during during a pandemic, and you want to meet other people there, and you want to high five and right. celebrate if things go well. I, it, it could be a recipe for disaster just from some things that I've seen from watch parties and, and other situations where people, you know, maybe getting a little, you know, and, and, and maybe, I don't know, I'm going to stop talking. Should, so I'm not, should, I, there's a, there's a specific guy I know who's going to come after me. Uh, so I'm just going to be quiet. You're going to let it careful. go. Be yeah. smart out there. You're going to have to mute somebody. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. By the way, uh, there's some, the, the chat room is saying COG after dark. Uh, that was from, uh, from Ulysses. And then Max says, uh, is this love line? Is this love line? So. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it's all, it's all good. Well, we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, you can do that. So I wanted to tell you about rail salt. Like I talked to my good friend, uh, 
name drop Brian Dunseth um, about this because I didn't know about it. And so he sort of keyed me in the right way. And I think I pointed people in the right direction. I hope I did. Um, so yeah, I know there's people who are getting tickets. I see it in the Facebook groups. I see it in the Discord. So uh, you can go to that game. Just wanted to give you a heads up. If you don't, I, listen, I know. I know it's just killing people. I absolutely do. I I'm totally lucky because I get to go to games. I realize that I'm not taking it for granted. I promise you, I'm excited to see live soccer every time I go. It's exciting and I love it. Um, and it's why I've been covering, you know, this team since 2009 is because I enjoy live soccer. I enjoy seeing what the LA Galaxy are going to do, win or lose. It's always interesting, win or lose for them. Um, so anyway, so there's that. And then Sunday, September 27th, Seattle Sounders at Dignity Health Sports Park, not the makeup game. So that was interesting. All right. Um, Injury update, just real quick. Danilo Costa continues his training at the stadium. I don't know if you've been watching his social media, but he is there. I still do not expect him to be ready to play anytime soon. The outside and running on the field or, or you know, in, any sort of training is not happening. Um, so, you know, that continues to be sort of a long term. Maybe by the time the playoffs come around, there's a, there's a chance. My, what, he, Roman Alessandrini last season had a very similar injury and the time frames kind of line up. This was in a preseason game in February. We're now in September, near October. This is about the time that Alessandrini came back. I believe it was end of, uh, you know, middle of September, you know, beginning of October because October was when the playoff El Trafico occurred. So somewhere in there, he made the return. So, uh, you know, maybe in that phase three or whatever the official name is, maybe those last few games, uh, you know, maybe we can play some bets. Who do we see first? Do we see Yoni first or do we see uh, Danilo first? I think. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's Danny Acosta. I like it. Um, Absolutely. That's a, that's a good call. So um, yeah, that's where we're at right now Um, with that. Uh, Just real quick on your standings before we take a quick look at this Colorado game, Uh, the conference standings, best team in the West right now, sporting Kansas city, best team in the East is Columbus crew Um, of those two teams, sporting Kansas city is the better team. Columbus is playing also like, uh, like they're playing really bad teams. Um, that's really where most of that comes from right now. It's been a very unbalanced schedule so far. So some teams have taken advantage of that. Quite honestly, the LA Galaxy are in a ridiculously tough schedule in terms of what they first played, and they got a ton of points from it. Um, so if you're looking at a team w- that could have a softer schedule playing against Colorado, um, RSL sort of a coin flip right now. And um, we'll talk about Colorado, not necessarily being an easy game either. Um, but there are chances here for the LA galaxy to actually, you know, pick up some wins and, um, the galaxy are on 10 games played. There are teams on 11 games played. So they're, they have a game in hand and this is happening. So there's a lot of good stuff for the LA galaxy right now. Um, sort of looking at, at what they're possible, what they can do, um, and their positioning and all of that. Uh, Columbus crew, like I said, best team in soccer right now, major league soccer under, uh, almost LA galaxy head coach, Caleb Porter. Um, so 24 points right now for Columbus crew, uh, Philadelphia union, 21, Toronto, 21. You want to talk about an easier schedule. Toronto's played Vancouver and Montreal. Um, they've had some, been some upsets in those games. They haven't won them all, but they've won most of them. Um, and so they've been uh, pretty good. Then supporting Kansas City, Orlando City, of course, Orlando City, Oscar Pereja. The man does not stop. I swear to God, I uh, listen, I really like Guillermo Berescoloto. Uh, I, I was questioning him earlier. I think, you know, I, I see what he's been trying to do and he's been doing better. That's great. If you want to talk about one coach, I would just love to see what he would do with the LA Galaxy is Oscar Pereja because everywhere he goes outside of the Jolos, um, he does really well and and he's fun to watch and he does it with limited sort of, um, you know, budgets. So can he make it with like a big budget team like the LA Galaxy? It would be great to watch. So Orlando City in fifth place right now, Seattle in sixth, Minnesota in seventh, Montreal, New York, 
York City, FC Dallas, LAFC, and the LA Galaxy. Those are your top 12 um, as they see. Worst team, Major League Soccer, Inter-Miami. So all the way down there at the bottom. So that's sort of where we stand on, uh, on, on standings. Any surprises in there, Eric? Anything that you see? Uh, no surprises. I mean, it, it all kind of comes out in the wash. Uh, who do you see at the bottom? The Rapids, the Whitecaps, and the Earthquakes. I mean, it just, it's no matter whether it's a, you know, pandemic season, if it's a regular season, it just seems to always kind of shake out that way. But the, the one thing that I will say is that, and we're, we're going to talk about it, is we, we've seen this movie before. Galaxy playing well, they're heating up, everything's going well. And then Colorado's coming into town, Colorado's at the bottom of the table. And what happens? You inevitably lose that game to Colorado. All right, you're riding high. Montreal's coming in. They're flying all the way from Montreal. Uh, yep. And then they give you a close game. Whitecaps are coming into town. They're bottom of the barrel league. Op- home opener, you get Chicharito. What happens? You lose that game. So we've seen that movie where the Galaxy are riding high and they have high, you know, they, they maybe don't take the game seriously and they have that letdown. So uh, th- that's where Colorado scares me a little bit is, you know, you, you have those four wins in a row. You look like you're on fire. Pavone looks like he's unstoppable. Then you run into a little bit of a rough patch uh, against San Jose, literally on the field. There were rough patches of the field. Uh, and then now, you know, Colorado's is an expected win and maybe they take it for granted. So I'd like to see them finally put away the boogeyman that the, the Colorado <laughs> Rapids have been for the last few seasons. Hey, last few seasons, I remember Connor Casey used to just harass the like that big bald villain would be out there scoring like seventeen goals every game. And he got his first win as a coach against the Galaxy, Galaxy. a couple yes, of years ago. Exactly. Also, yeah, it's, Connor it, Casey. It, we don't like him around here. By the way, the the stadium I've been to uh, more than any other stadium outside of Dignity Health Sports Park is the the Colorado Rapids uh, because my my son lives in Colorado, so whenever we're there, I would take him to Colorado Rapids games because you know what? It's soccer and soccer, soccer. Uh, I really that stadium is like you know some high school stadium. It's funny because it's laid out almost exactly the same as Dignity Health Sports Park, just without anything nice. Basically, that's what that's what it is. It's like they took all the like bones of it, but didn't really make it as big as it should have been. So with, with just a, a touch of the plague added. In I was going to well. say, I knew you were going to go there. The prairie dogs around there have the have the plague. Yes. And it's out in the field and there's houses around it now, which is a little bit different. But anyway, uh, let's get to this game. Uh, the L.A. Galaxy facing off against the Colorado Rapids coming up on Saturday, 730 p.m. Kickoff time D- uh, is on Spectrum Sportsnet. Warning you now it's on Spectrum Sportsnet. Real Salt Lake game, Spectrum Sportsnet, Seattle game, Spectrum Sportsnet. That Seattle game, by the way, might be picked up international or not internationally, but nationally. Um, we'll see if that ends up happening. But right now it's listed as Spectrum Sportsnet. So uh, you're going to have trouble finding this game. And if you want to complain, you should uh, because it's getting ridiculous. Um, but the LA Galaxy probably aren't going to do much because we talked about this because they want their $5 million and they still have $10 million left on that. So they want to get all $10 million and then they will find a new place, but it's not going to be happening this year, but I'd still complain anyway. Um, Colorado, um, like a lot of teams right now, Eric, and I think we have to be prepared for this. There's going to be lopsided results and there's going to be large swings in results. And if you pay attention, I think you can find out which team is sort of the first team and which team is the rotated team because teams are rotating right now. Um, so on Saturday night, Colorado uh, beat RSL five to nothing at RSL. Um, and then on Wednesday night, they got their butts kicked four to one by Dallas in Dallas. Um, so, uh, doing the math there. Yeah. The first, the, the good team played a week ago. Yes. The bad team played yesterday. And yes. so we're probably going to get to see the good team uh, on Saturday. The only thing is this is going to be their third consecutive road trip. So, you know, we saw the adversity that the galaxy faced when they, you know, went to Portland and when they went to San Jose, had they, 
uh, of the games since since the restart, those are the two games where maybe the, were a little shakier. Um, so maybe we'll see if if that's able to your, the Galaxy are able to take advantage of the of the Rapids traveling th- three times in a row now. Yeah, it's uh, it, uh, we'll see how that ends up going. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's, supposed, it's supposed to work out a specific way, but the, those games never go our way. No, they don't. They don't go the way that they're supposed to. Um, it's funny though. You know, you look at this and you see that you know Shunyashiki and uh, like Rosenberry and you know Irwin. So Irwin played against Dallas, and that was the loss. Um, I'm trying to really figure out like how they rotated here, and they've been rotating a lot of players. So it's not straight up first team, second team type of thing. They've been rotating guys into like three different rotations as it goes. So I have no idea which team is going to show up. Regardless of that fact, they have to travel the same day of the game. Uh, they have to get in LA, and then they have to play. And they've been traveling, and they've been on the road, and they've been doing things. So um, looking at all those things, uh, the Galaxy are favored. They should be favored, and it shouldn't really even be that close. Quite honestly, the Galaxy should win this game going away. Having said that, all right, what, what was that? Thirty-eight. Hold on, not yet. I, okay. I have some stats. Let me give you <laughs> stats first, and then you're gonna. Then we're gonna go to it. Uh, the Galaxy Galaxy haven't lost since their six-two loss against LAFC in the MLS's back tournament. That's six games unbeaten. Uh, they have they have outscored their opponents twelve to four during that stretch. They have three shutouts during that stretch. They're on a shutout streak of one hundred and eighty minutes right now, um, and so those are sort of the things that work in their way. Uh, but as Larry said in his article, I'm going to quote directly from the article. Um, he says, "But they could face a formidable opponent in the Rapids, who did lose at FC Dallas four to one on Wednesday night, but won both meetings with the Galaxy a year ago and have not lost at Dignity Health Sports Park since the 2017 season." A win or a tie on Saturday would stretch the Galaxy's unbeaten run to seven games, their longest since going 6-0-1 in early in 2019. Um, so that's Larry sort of setting up. The Galaxy don't beat Colorado, so that's not something that happens very often. So 538 tells us what, Eric? Well, first of all, it's a bizarro thing because 2017, the worst Galaxy season ever, right. that's the season where they got the win yes. <laughs> against Colorado, which is interesting. Uh, but 538, as, as we know, it hasn't been really pulling in the Galaxy's favor for any of these matches, uh, but this is where it finally turns. So the Galaxy have a 54% chance in the win column. They're giving Colorado a 25% chance and then a 21% chance for a draw. So pretty heavy favorites uh, if you're looking at it, twice as likely to win than they are to lose. Um, so again, on paper, it all makes sense. It all makes sense that the Galaxy should walk away victorious, having a week rest. Colorado, who's, who's going to be traveling, they traveled midweek. They'll be traveling uh, for the third game in a row. It seems like it's all lining up this way, but you know, that's why the games aren't played on paper. They're played on the field. So I, I think the galaxy are due for, for a spanking, uh, you know, not, not of their own giving, but to dish out, uh, you know, I, we haven't really seen that, that four, zero, five, zero, that, that blowout performance from this team, that this could be an opportunity for us to finally see that, that seven, two style, uh, sporting Kansas city, uh, Central American night from last season, something like that. Uh, I think they're they're due for one of those games. Yeah, the the straight up odds on the MLS website. By the way, did you realize that MLS has has odds on their website? Yes, they do. Uh, sports huh? betting is Good here. It's coming. Yeah, uh, plus two ninety for Colorado. Um, that's a that's a large number. Hundred dollars <laughs> wins you two hundred and ninety. That's a large. That's a good number. That see Don't if you're betting it. if you're betting juju. that's the line. <laughs> that's the line. Um, Galaxy minus one eighteen. All right, just wanted to let you know. So um, not really. 
not really getting your value out of that one. Um, so uh, that's where you sort of sit there with the LA Galaxy, Colorado Rapids. I would like to point out, um, because Larry sort of said, you know, the LA Galaxy have outscored their opponents 12 to 4 during that stretch. You know that I keep projection goals. They're straight projections. There's no magic formula behind this. This is basically in a 34-game season, you've scored this many goals per game. And so we project that out over 34 games. So there's nothing magical about these particular uh, predictions. The one thing that I will say is that in this particular projection, it's never going to get to 34 games because they're only playing 23, right? So um, that's not happening. But we can still project what it would be in a 34-game season. So that way you can compare it to the other 34-game seasons that I have data for as well. So uh, the LA Galaxy in 2018 finished with six score, scoring 66 goals, giving up 64. Uh, 2019 was scoring 58 goals, giving up 59. Um, and the LA Galaxy in 2020 right now are predicted to score 54.4 goals and give up 51 goals okay so if you look at between 2018 and 2020 on the projections you're looking at 64 goals given up and now 51 goals given up so um you, you yeah you're trying to see the trend right 59 it would be eight goals better than on the defensive side of things um from 2019 to 2020 um so the galaxy are eight goals in this small sort of 10 game sample size that we have so just understand that, that that's where we're sort of looking at here i want you to sort of compare but the galaxy obviously aren't scoring as many goals either eric uh, right now predicted that's, at 54 and you know zlatan got them 66 and 58 um so it's a lot of goals yeah that's what i was going to say is that that passes the eyeball test because this offense isn't as good as it was with Zlatan and you, you see that so that the projected goals uh, isn't going to be as high. So that's fair that if you project it out, that's probably where they deserve to land. Uh, if the trend continues and the defense, I think, is considerably better, especially since Nick Depew has, has joined the lineup and they've been, you know, playing a lot better team defense uh, this season. So the defense is considerably better. The offense, not quite as good, not quite there. So if you, if you look at this team and watch them play and you tell me those numbers and then you watch, you know, the previous two seasons, the, the math checks out. I, I yeah. think that, 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 that confirms what, what our eyes have been seeing this season. All right. Uh, so a uh, win for the Galaxy? Win, lose, draw. Yes. What are you, yeah, it's win. a win. Okay. It's, a, I'm, I'm, it's win. I'm going to say that they do what they're supposed to do and they win and they win big. They win. I don't know that it'll probably be one of those three, two games that they're very good at, at making, you know, and <laughs> a win is a win and you take the three points and you move on because you did what you were supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I kind of like the fact that the shutout streak is mounting in minutes because that provides good, positive pressure. I think for, for galaxy defenders to be like, we can't, we can't let him score. Like this is, it's not, it's a thing. Now we are doing a thing right now. We are not letting people <laughs> score. And you can say, isn't that every game? It's different when those minutes start to rack up, right? Yeah. It's like, listen, we've already done this for 180 minutes. Let's throw another, you know, 270. Sure, let's go for it. You know, you, you, and, you give just that that little extra piece of effort, and especially a player like like David Bingham, who you know has been up and down. If you say, you know, I, I've got a 180 minute, you know, uh, scoreless streak here, I need to keep it alive. And may, instead of standing still on a free kick, maybe he he gives a little more effort and you know, hits the turbo boosters to make a leap for it, or maybe he wouldn't on a regular day, but when he has in the back of his head, that minute streak, uh, maybe that motivates him a little bit more, which is it's what you want. It's what, it's what you want your defenders and your goalkeeper doing. Yeah, it should be interesting. 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. I will be there. Um, so if you guys want anything, I'll have my... I've been streaming uh, the warm-ups whenever there's warm-ups. I usually just put it on my Instagram so you can go to Galaxy Podcast. I'll probably stream the warm-ups again. It's not like I'm close to the warm-ups. I'm far away, but you're, it's you're, something. You're actually in the neighborhood of, of my season seats, so it makes me, yes. it makes, makes me feel like home, if nothing else, since I can Okay, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> so that works. I, it's right. appreciated on my end. 
Um, before we get out of here, Max in the chat room asked us and says uh, that last night's squad cast, so Riot Squad cast, uh, did this question. So we should probably play this game because it's a quick game too. Um, he says, uh, Max says, Josh and Hammer, all-time most hated MLS player. Uh, got the idea from last night's uh, LA Riot. Uh, LA, uh, I always say this, the Riot, Riot Squadcast. Squad I know. I <laughs> always want to put LA Riot Squad. It's too hard for me to say. Yeah. The, the, Chris knows I'm an idiot, so it's not a problem. Um, so most hated uh, LA most hated MLS player of I have a weird one. Uh, it's not Omar Gonzalez, so don't think it's okay. Omar Gonzalez. Yeah, you were like, you're like, uh, Josh is gonna yeah. say Omar Gonzalez. No, 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 that's not. I, I feel like I, I there's a do I go first? Do you want me you to go can, first? I can go okay. first. I don't there, care, whatever you want to do. There's one that it's the first name that pops up in my mind, right? And I, I feel like if I were given uh, you know, time to brush up and study, maybe I'd pick someone else. But when right. I think of most hated players, I, I can't remember hating a player more. And Steven Leonard, yeah, from, I was from San Jose. I think that's an easy pick. Just right. how annoying he was, how scrappy right. he was, and just right. you know, he was a thorn in the side whenever he came to town, and just made, made you angry uh, whenever you saw him lined up on the other side of the field. So that that's the first name that pops into my head. So trust your gut. I, that's yeah. you know, in in my memory, that's that's the most hated MLS player. I don't know about league wide, right? You know, but for all teams, if that's right. the right answer. But for, as a right. Galaxy fan, that that's the number one answer. For yeah. Me. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, let's see. Names that have been thrown out in the chat room is Beckerman, um, Mark oh, okay. Anthony K. Um, which that's a new one. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's a um, Alave, um, which I thought was good. Victor Bernardes. You have to go back to when RSL was really good under Jason Christ to hate those guys, but I get it. I get it. Bernardes and Bernardes played with uh, with San with Jose. Alave also, right? And weren't yeah, they it, on the same squad. Yeah, I, they they might have been at the same time. Uh, Lenhard, everybody's obviously on that one. Do you do yeah. you know who mine? Do you know who mine is? I have a speci- I have specific reasons for this. And it's uh, not Omar Nat Gonzalez. Bo- Nat, Nat, it's Nat Borchers. Okay, Nat that's Borchers. a good answer. It is. It's a great answer, and I'm going to yeah. tell you why. Nat Borchers did two things that I think are unforgivable. Um, and he severely hurt one player doing it, and he almost killed another player, but that player was smart enough to jump, okay? Uh, he broke Jack McBean's collarbone. Yep, don't um, forget that. And, and that was answer. when Jack was young. He's a little boy, he's just a young child. That's child he was, abuse. He was like, what, 17, I think, yeah. or eight? Yeah, 17, and he was playing, and he, they scored a goal on the on the ball that he dummied through, but Borchers came through and broke his collarbone. Um, so that's that's one reason. And then uh, he tried to murder Giassi Zardes. Yep. Uh, you knew it. I was like, yeah. here, the slide tackle that went unpunished. He yeah. absolutely got up in the air, feet out along the sidelines. Jossie's going down and Borchers comes in and is going to kill him. And Zardis at the last second got up on his feet. Wasn't even a foul called on the play. And if you watch that replay now, somebody would get red carded for that play. Yeah. It would go to VAR and it would be red card. I think just thinking about that tackle, you get a red card nowadays. That, yes. that one more honorable mention that I'll give yes. is uh, Ozzy Alonso. Uh-huh. But I, I've kind of turned the corner a little bit because he's okay. someone who I know, if he was on your squad, you'd love to you'd have him on your him. squad. Yeah. So right. I kind of respect that a little bit, but he's he's unlikable. But I think that's that's on purpose and he does his job for doing that. That to me is a little bit of a mark of a good player. You know, when when you wish they were on your team and then you would have rooted for him. Leonard, I don't know if I would have liked him, on, <laughs> even if he was on our team. Uh, so I, I think he's still my number one, but honorable mention to Ozzy Alonso. I had another one and I forgot who it was. Like there was one more where I was like, oh yeah, this one, this one to me makes some sense, but I don't remember now and it's gone. So, you know, 
fleeting moment. It was in there in the head for a little bit. All right. Galaxy Play Colorado Rapids coming up 7.30 p.m. Spectrum Sportsnet on Saturday night. So uh, you can check it out there. Uh, please hit me with any of your messages on Twitter prior to the game. We'll do my best to answer all that stuff and get you all the information that we have from the uh, from the game. Um, uh, oh, and, uh, one comes in late. Uh, Deuce. Deuce comes in at the at the at the buzzer. Uh, a lot I always of, like. I I know. I know. I'm not allowed to say it. I always like you, Clint. You just you know. just say it. You yeah. can say. It. Yeah. I, <laughs> ever I, ever since his rap rap career, you know. That was that was it. On okay. me that he had me. <laughs> right. Right. I understand. No problems. Oh, I remembered who my my hated one is. It's an it's an off the wall one. I, I guess I only have off the wall ones. Uh, Luke Rogers. Um, and it was more, it was more because I just, I couldn't stand that he was drawing with people like he was somebody. And that was, that was one of the things. And Landon Donovan even got in on that. That's how you made Landon Donovan speak out about something. And Donovan was always pretty much Mr. PR whenever it came to, to a lot of things. So, um, by the way, uh, Philip, Philip says, uh, what? No geo. And I'm like, no, I don't think, I don't think any, I don't think he rises to that I level think, in galaxy I, fans I, mind. I don't think that's the, the, the way the question was framed. I don't think yeah. that's. That's that's the type of guy they were going for. But Chris and yeah. Chris Ed and Ben always come up with uh, good questions. I was like uh, like hearing their questions. Yeah, there and was doing that. So time. thanks thanks for throwing that in there, Max. And and by the way, we give all the credit for that question to uh, Riot yeah. Squadcast. We're Go not listen take to their it. answers. They're they're probably uh, they're probably, probably way <laughs> way more colorful than than ours. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. So that's where we sit. Uh, anything else, Eric, that you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, I gotta gotta get back to the dogs and the children and, and the children. Yeah, know, that's good. The, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep on the couch tonight. I can just feel probably. It. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I would I would agree. I would agree. Um, let's see. Why don't you tell people where they can find you and don't screw up your Twitter handle and we'll get on out of here. Like I said, this is a, a moment of nerves here to see if I can get this right. So you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. That's Hammer and then the initials EV. I've changed it up. Rest in peace to the guys in shorts. No longer a thing. So uh, change the Twitter app. And then you could always find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. Uh, and by the way, the EV stands for electric vehicle. So you can plug Eric in. That's why. Absolutely. That's why Yes, obviously. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter at Jay Guessman, I didn't change anything. It's always been the same. Uh, at Galaxy Podcast, of course. Uh, please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Go to our Discord. Uh, the link will be in this uh, in the show notes for this, whether you're on SoundCloud or or, um, or Spotify or iTunes or anything. The link is right there. You can click on it, um, and you can go to our Discord. There are more than 600 people in that Discord. It is usually pretty active. It's very active during games. Uh, so you can be there and, and talk to people. There's some great trades going on um, and some of the different things. So head on over to that. Um, and they even let me talk about flat, my flight simulator stuff um, in off the rails. So I was going to say, I'm going I'm to promote the Discord as well. You know, there's a lot of different channels, something for everyone. Not all right. Galaxy Talk. Head in there. Something for everybody. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for uh, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer. I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.